1: Every time there's a guy, Richie, feel like, well, you know. Because at one point you'd have thought of him like the British Quentin Tarantino. You know, some directors get some great things out of actors. You think Quentin Tarantino and Uma Thurman and John Travolta and all of that. Guy Ritchie sort of had this, he's going to be this guy. And what I liked about The Gentleman was I felt a little bit of a tickle of that back again.
2: A lot of swearing, so I don't know if we're going to say it, but there's a particular word that pops up quite a few times and if you're really into Hugh Grant saying it then this is the film for you.
1: Which one does she talk she's talking about? I'm not sure what she's talking about.
2: Hello film fans. Joining Flix Watcher today we have Kate. Hello. Annie. Hello and Kobe. Hiya. And we're here to talk about gentlemen. Hello film fans. Welcome to Flix Watcher podcast. Our guests today are Kate and Annie. Over to you please, Kate, say hello to our listeners and tell them a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please.
1: Hello, I'm Kate Cocker and I host a podcast called Everyday Positivity, which means you can listen to me every single day being very cheery and positive for you (laughs) with loads of tips and nuggets and just a load of stuff about maintaining a positive mindset. Because as you know, if you wake up in a good mood, The day is good. So it's about how you can recreate that every single day as best you can. Or, as I say, positivity is not about pasting a smile over the cracks of life. It's about knowing you can cope with the cracks of life. So being in a positive mindset can often help with that. And I also, well, you can find me working as a presenter coach. So I help people get comfortable and confident speaking in public. And I'm a co-founder of Purposeful Podcasts, which is a podcast production company, which is how I know Annie.
3: (laughs) Nice, nice throw to Annie, who are you?
1: I am the
0: founder and chief executive of Well Intelligence and I also host the Well Intel Daily podcast, which is another everyday podcast. And our mission through the podcast and on Well Intelligence is to accelerate the adoption of wellbeing culture across business, communities and throughout society. And we do that by working with businesses, companies, brands to prioritise the well-being of their people, their employees, affect a more sustainable business model and showcase the great work that they do in this area. And some businesses are better than others, I must say, but there's some great work happening out there and we support as much as we can in that field.
3: So we're here to talk about the film you chose today, Annie, which is The Gentleman.
0: Yes, The Gentleman.
3: <laughs> Can you tell us, first of all, why you chose The Gentleman? And let's go into, uh, you know, I'll give you 60 seconds for the synopsis breakdown of that.
0: So why I chose it was a little bit novel, because if you remember, I chose something else first.
3: It had already been picked, hadn't it?
0: No, no. Oh, right.
3: no. Oh, I just yes.
0: cho- I chose... A documentary that's called Tell Me Who I Am and realized I won't go into it now, but I beat a hasty retreat when I realized what it was about, which is is extremely heavy and would would not be nearly as much fun as The Gentleman. And I then retracted that and chose the gentleman. Why did I choose it? Escapism, <laughs> laughter, great acting, not so much to emotionally process. And I saw the cast and thought, well, it's got to be a goodie. And let me tell you about it, shall I?
3: Abs- yeah, I'll, give, I'll just get the timer ready. Timer starts now.
0: Okay, it's a classic Guy Ritchie gangster parody.
3: Kate has got a big smile on her face, by the way.
0: <laughs> you loved it, right?
3: What? what sorry, I've just cut into your time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mickey Pearson is the protagonist. He's an American expat who has built a shamelessly fabulous cannabis empire across the UK and he wants out. And that leaks and creates a sort of plot domino that has Hugh Grant as Fletcher, the chief cauldron stirrer, in the shape of a private investigator and then lots of mini subplots of fellas trying to do Mickey down, aka Michael McConaughey, from flat out assassination to getting his empire for 10p to young guns trying to muscle in on the king of the jungle. It's a bit un-PC as you might expect, but it's
1: fabulous. (laughs) Oh, I was going to let you have seven seconds more because Kobe interrupted you because I was grinning thinking, is she going to do it? Is she going to do it? (laughs) Good point.
0: I only missed a sentence out.
3: Go on, add it. Add it.
0: (laughs) Well done.
1: Well, the sentence
0: finishes young guns trying to muscle in on the king of the jungle, Mickey, and newspaper moguls seeking revenge for being snubbed. And then the coach and his boys come to the rescue in their debt of loyalty and honour, aka values. (laughs) See. Oh, she got there.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, okay. It was a bit longer than seven seconds, but I, would, I accept the fact I interjected whilst you were in your mid-flow. You totally did. Helen, I'm going to throw it to you first for discussions on Guy Ritchie films in general. And where does this sit in the pantheon of his work?
2: <laughs> so I probably wouldn't say I'm a huge Guy Ritchie fan. I'm just having a look at his filmography. and. So Lockstock Two Spoken Barrels came out in 1998 and in 1998 I had the soundtrack and I probably, do have DVDs in that 1998? Probably not. Course, I had yeah, the video. Yeah. I had something and watched it, which quite a lot, it was one of those films that you, you just couldn't really get away from. It was just everywhere. And then I've definitely seen Snatch. And then I enjoyed the Sherlock Holmes ones. I thought they were good, but I have not seen any of his other ones. And I didn't go and see this at the cinema. I kind of like looked at it and went, I'm not quite sure whether it's for me. Having watched it, I'm not 100% sure it was for me. I went in with quite low expectations and it was actually much better than I was expecting. So I thought it was probably a little bit long. But there were some funny moments, a lot of swearing. So, I mean, I don't know if we're going to say it, but there's a particular word that, like, pops up quite a few times. And if you're really into Hugh Grant saying it, then this is the film for you.
1: Which one is she she talking about? I'm not sure what she's talking about.
2: So there's some great one-liners in there about wanking and, and things like that in Cockney accents. So, yeah. There's some funny bits, and then there's some bits I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not sure about that. A little bit of casual racism going on. What were your oof bits? Some. some uh, I mean, saying Chinese James Bond is kind of fine because Henry Golding was kind of up there with possibly being, you know, the next James Bond, but then.
3: I think he's still being considered, isn't he?
2: I thought they decided who it was, or did I dream that? I can't remember. No, not I thought they decided. Yet. So, yeah, he could be the next James Bond, but there's some joking around kind of pronunciations that felt a little bit lazy around fuck and fook, And I kind of like, well, did it need it? Not really sure. But yeah, it's always interesting to see everyone's favourite Roy in different roles. The cast is stacked. Love Colin Farrell. Everyone's favourite Roy? Yeah.
3: <laughs> is Kendall Roy your favourite Roy?
2: Well,. Probably no, one no one just went. I literally in went, shouted it's not Kendall mine. at the screen. <laughs> I went
0: Kendall! <laughs> so, who is was your favourite character?
2: Oh, we're talking about Succession now, so I just call him everyone's favourite.
0: I joined it up with Jeremy,
3: but
2: yeah, I was just wondering. I think so. He's my favourite,
3: Roy. Kendall's favourite,
2: Roy. Oh, you're talking about in this? Oh, in yeah, but not of clearly not everyone's. In,
1: who is your favourite character in the movie?
2: In this. Colin Farrell, I think, just <laughs> so I, I, I like him, and
1: is the correct answer.
2: <laughs> he was the kind of one that he, he he hasn't chosen violence in in his life. He's chosen to live down a good path, and just kind of ends up being roped into it. And
3: I just like him.
0: Oh, I don't dislike him. I thought he
3: was great. Kate, where do you sit on there? Uh, Garrett's work.
1: So, lock stock and two smoking barrels. I'm right, If I'm right in thinking, Fool's Gold was the song, wasn't it? The Stone Roses track. Am I right? Is that Lock, Stock and Two Smoking
3: Barrels? It is a song. I don't remember it being in the film though, but yeah.
1: I think it's over the
2: end titles.
1: I'm sure it's those two things are connected. I'm sure that that was the reason that, like, you know, well, anyway. So Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels loved Snatch, pretty good. And then Guy Ritchie did that thing where he worked with his wife and it didn't work out. He did Swept Away with Madonna. And at that point, everything sort of, it was like, oh. Every time it's a Guy Ritchie film, I'm well, you know. Because at one point you'd have thought of him like the British Quentin Tarantino. You know, Mm -hmm. some directors get some great things out of actors. You think Quentin Tarantino and Uma Thurman and John Travolta and all of that. Guy Ritchie sort of had this, he's going to be this guy. And what I liked about The Gentleman was I felt a little bit of a tickle of that back again. So it was really great seeing Matthew McConaughey. I mean, Hugh Grant is brilliant in it. I can't remember the name of the chap who, who... What's the name of the actor who plays the Newcastle guy? <laughs> Charlie Hannam. Thank you. He was fantastic in it. And I don't know if I've ever seen him in anything before. I can't even work out if I have. And then Colin Farrell turns up in a Burger King or whatever it was <laughs> and gives that, those teenagers a bit of a rundown on how to actually... <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it properly. And it was just absolutely brilliant. So I did... I really enjoyed the romp of the whole thing. And the lioness in this one, the Matthew Collins Rose also awesome.
3: Annie, what are your thoughts on on Guy and this? Obviously, you chose the film, so hopefully, have you seen this before, Annie, before you?
1: No, I hadn't. Oh, okay. I hadn't, but I've actually
0: watched it three times. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> Good student. Not least, because I, I was raving about it to a friend who was recovering from an operation and, and she wanted to, watch it. I couldn't say no, you know, because <laughs> well, she was poorly. And so we watched it again. And then I did a little reminder before tonight. And I just loved it every time. Really loved it every time. And, and you know, I've, I was trying to wonder to myself, you know, why I'm drawn to gangster movies, because nobody would, if, if somebody said, what would you think Annie's favourite genre of movies is, nobody would say gangster with loads of swearing and (laughs) particularly that word. It's not my sort of normal day to day. And I don't think I'd really joined the dots until this, but what I see in The Gentleman and others like it are these crystal clear, defined values. There may not be values that we agree with, and in terms of how they're played out. But, you know, that loyalty, honour, having each other's backs, leaving your mark. And for me, my own personal values are honour, peace and legacy. Those are my three, you know, anchors, if you will. And I was thinking at the same time about the ugh, hypocrisies we live within in this world. At the moment, you know, there's, there's plenty of them. And I was actually thinking of, you know, the last scenes where Ray picks up Fletcher when he comes out of, you know, the Miramax studios and does that line from the beginning of, you know, I want to play a game with you. And it's payback time for the mess he created around the Russian. And, you know, that sense of values and we, you know, we talked about it earlier as well. You know, that I love. You know, I love that sense of people having each other's backs, whether it's in sport, you know, whether it's London East End, whether it's an athlete helping somebody along. It's a feel good for me, (laughs) honestly. And I really, I love the escapism and the Geordie accent. I'm Geordie, by the way. Did you know that? No. That's why I'm loyal to Charlie Hannum.
3: When you say Geordie, where in Geordie land are you from?
0: A little north of Newcastle, Northumberland.
3: So, like Hexham? So, you're not like proper, like hardcore Geordie in the sense All you're...
0: Geordies do this. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't born in Newcastle. Get... Okay. <laughs> it was a bit further north, but I still consider myself a Geordie man, how <laughs> Are
3: you happy that of Grove's coming back?
0: Oh, I didn't even know it was.
3: It is. It was announced yes. by Ant and Odette a few weeks ago as we record this.
0: Do you have many people running around?
1: Is that why you
3: know? No, I, I just I don't know why. I know. No,
1: it's a misspent youth, I imagine. of yeah, watching just, Ant and Dec and... I still don't sorry, know which one's PJ which, but
3: they're both there. And they talked about the new new series and, and PJ and Duncan are coming back.
1: Deck's the little
3: one, Ant's the tall are one. Are they both not the Isn't same like size? Ants, <laughs> ants,
2: well, I can't <laughs> Can remember which way around, but one of them always stands on the left. So if you work out which one stands on the left.
3: Yeah, that, does, <laughs> that doesn't help though. <laughs> there
1: we go. Ant's on the left.
3: Okay. I know which You've one PJ and Duncan but
1: is. But which side is Hugh Granton? <laughs> <laughs>
3: so yeah, Charlie Hunnam, you're tied to him because of, the, of your Geordie roots, is what you're saying.
0: Not just that. I mean, did you like his cardigans? You know, there are a few lines there. He had my favourite line. He's got my favourite line. And I can't say it because it's too naughty, but it's the one at the beginning where he calls Fletcher, you greedy, shit-eating... And it was just so beautifully delivered. I mean, just hilarious, really.
3: I think, like everyone else here has said, everyone watched uh, Lockstock and loved it. Well, I loved it. I had the soundtrack, knew all the soundtrack, Inside and Out. And I did check, yeah, Falls Gold is on there. Apologies.
1: Thank you. There's a bit where they're walking down the road, I'm sure, with the guns and it starts. It's such a great intro, but it, it also killed the song because it's like, you just used to hear it all the time. <laughs>
3: And then I love Snatch as well. And then it just, Guy Richard did start to go a bit wayward and then I just couldn't be bothered. So I haven't seen things like Man From Uncle. I saw the Sherlock films and I was like, I mean, they're fine, but not essential viewing. And then I've seen Rock and Roll, which is fine. I saw Aladdin, which which is an abomination for me. And Aladdin's probably my favorite Disney film. So I was never, after the first two films, I was kind of like, well, you know, he keeps making films. It'll be fine. And when someone else, someone recommended this to me saying it's a really good one, I was like, is it though? And yeah, I I had a good time with it. I had a really good time with it. But still, he's got two films out this year, Operation Rouge de Guerre and another one, which I can't remember. Covenant. Covenant, yeah. And I'm still like, do I want to watch that? So it's it's still in a weird kind of phantom zone for me. But I I enjoyed this. I thought it was a bit, bit too complex, more complex than it needed to be. I did enjoy the interlacing stories to some extent, and I did enjoy Hugh Grant and Colin Farrell. And my favorite line is one you can say, which just kind of slays me each time. I don't and I don't know why this was a part of the film. It's just when Fletcher, uh, Hugh Grant's character goes, he's uh, trying to extort from uh, Charlie Hunnam in his house. And it just kind of stops and says, Ray, can I have a steak? And it's just like, what? <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh. It's just, it's just kind of the needed childishness of this thing. And then uh, Fletcher thinks he's on top of Charlie Holmgren's character all the time, thinks he's one step ahead of him all the time and, you know, makes him read that script.
1: Which they used to do in, what was that? No, but they used to do that. It was like, whose line is it anyway? That old Channel 4 comedy improv show. They used to do it. And as they started doing it, I thought they're not going to do that. And then they did. But then it's brilliant because someone goes in front of the camera so they can't carry on. It's just all so funny.
0: Did you (laughs) notice that one of Sting's children was in it? and Sting was in lockstock. Did you notice that?
3: Well, which one? What's Sting's child called?
0: Elliot Sumner, playing Laura. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Was she the one that
3: was she, was she the one that was freed?
0: They gender neutral.
3: Okay. But they're the one that was freed from the the midst of the drug den.
0: Yes, exactly. And then I'd forgotten Sting was in lockstock. And then I thought, "Oh, that's quite a nice touch." Little Easter egg. Hmm. I like that. I like that. And Michelle Dockery, of course, we can't not mention her as Roz.
3: Yeah.
1: Roz, not Rose. I called her Rose at the beginning. It's Roz.
0: As, yeah, Mickey's wife. And I, I loved that it was very token, very obviously, but intelligently as well, that the all-female mechanics garage and, you know, sitting in this sort of the nest of boys and, now I'm remembering too and I forgot to write this down but that line that penultimate line that I, I, I think was spoken at the end he didn't say it but basically credited her for really driving the whole thing you know for being the brains but behind his empire do you remember that? I can't remember what the, what the actual line was but I thought oh I love that and that's nicely lined up with you Kate and your film <laughs>
3: So, yeah, we've talked about the Guy Ritchie films, but where does this one rank for you and the ones that you have seen? Because it seems that everyone's got the kind of similar kind of, we've seen some of them and then we've not seen some of them and we're not that we're not the first that we haven't seen, the ones we haven't seen of the ones you have seen.
1: I was quite surprised by how many there were. But Helen said, oh, I'm looking at the filmography now. So I went, oh, little Google on the filmography. I went, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's quite, quite surprising. And also, she said, two this year. And I have to say that Operation Fortune, when I've seen it on the side of buses, again, exactly like you, like gone, ugh. Really, and I think I felt the way that way about the gentleman, but actually I would rec- I will oh, get to scores, but I would say to people, you know, this is worth a watch because it's got that lovely intricacy of the story just mixing together and it being that that fun. So I would be tempted to put it close to Snatch. if you put Lockstockers number one, mm. I'd put this up there actually, like maybe two and a half, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's a three It's not
3: how rankings work if someone, No, I know If someone That's crosses me. the line in the Olympics they not get two and a half, do they?
1: Maybe 2A and 2B <laughs> can be lock stock No, one lock stock, 2A, snatch, 2B, equal place
0: I really love this I mean, this is better than lock stock for me Okay ah.
1: <laughs> Is it just that little I wonder actually, you're right I wonder if it's because Well, you saying that has made me think It's just that little bit snappier than lock stock. it's got a snappy script to it it's
0: it, it made me laugh more yeah I just think I enjoyed the whole film experience more
3: oh great
2: I think it was Charlie but yes
3: it's Charlie Hunnam did it for you no one's talked about Matthew McConaughey here
2: Matthew McConaughey and his pickled eggs did he really yeah, eat pickled, pickled eggs I mean yeah
3: I have, would... the amount of times I've had to explain to people from outside of the UK, that we just no one's had a pickled egg. That's a nonsense piece of food.
0: People do have pickled eggs.
3: I know, but it's like I was thinking it must be like the small square mileage.
0: You haven't been to the Toon. People eat pickled eggs. I can tell you.
3: <laughs> do you? You're yeah, not from the Toon though. You're from Northumberland. There's not many pickled <laughs> <You laughs> don't, 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 don't
2: take this up with. <laughs> there's not not many pubs left in London where you can get a pickled egg. They've all been
1: gentrified. They ain't got no pickled eggs there anymore.
3: Unless it's ironical,
1: yes. I have to say, I was in London the other week and I had some of those scampy like crisps. Do you remember them from when you were a kid? Yeah, scampy yeah. fries. Yeah. Oh, I was well happy. I felt like the closest to a jelly deal I was going to get. I haven't seen scampy fries forever. <laughs> it was uh, so good. I had a whole packet. I was like, oh, <laughs> I wonder I know why they aren't in my diet anymore.
3: So McConaughey,
1: <laughs> he's just glorious. Although I did wonder, do you think he went for the American accent because he tried a Cockney one and couldn't do it and went, you know what, I'm just going to be the American? His
2: character's American.
3: Yeah, his character's American. Is that Rhodes Scholar bit. It's like, he's come from nothing and built this thing up. So...
0: I thought it was Guy Ritchie trying to get as many different pronunciations of that word as possible in different <laughs> accents. Because, I mean, we had quite a range going on. We did. We, had, we did have quite What's your favourite? I mean, was it Geordie? Was it Irish? Was it American? Was it London? What's your favourite pronunciation
1: of the hateful word?
3: I don't know. I don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone?
1: <laughs> I quite liked it when Hugh Grant added the Y on the end of it. <laughs> that was quite good. Yeah, that, that's an unusual
0: use of it. I haven't heard that often. I felt like there was a lot of mischief from Mr
1: Ritchie. That's a really good way to describe it. Mischievous.
0: Yes, in lots of different ways. I, I honestly, I thought it was joy. I was really going through it on a personal level with a few things, and I desperately needed that escape. And it gave me that in spades.
2: It gave me that in absolute spades.
3: Did you guys catch uh, Guy Ritchie in the film himself?
2: No. Where no. Is he? Guy Ritchie in real life looks like Charlie Hunan in this film.
3: Well, did you catch him?
2: No, where was he?
3: He was the guy that Fletcher was selling the script to at the end in the Miramax studio.
0: Never. I did not pick up on that. Do you know, though, the person that comes into my mind when I think of Ray, Charlie Hannam, is the professor in Money Heist.
3: In Money Heist? The Netflix show?
0: With the owlish glasses. I've never watched it. You've never watched the Money Heist?
3: No, I've never seen it. Wow. You
1: do like a bit of gangster, don't you,
0: you? Oh, you've got to watch Money Heist.
3: <laughs> I will at some point. It's totally point.
0: addictive. It's
1: absolutely glorious.
3: But that, there's just so much TV at the moment.
1: What a time to be alive.
3: Yeah, what a time to be alive. I just want to pick up a couple of people in the cast that we haven't really talked about before we head to the scores. One of them is Eddie Marzen. I to first see Eddie Marzen in anything because he's quite a slight diminutive character person you think he's going to be always like kind of sweet and, but every single film i've seen him in, he's actually foul mouthed angry (laughs) extremely violent and i I don't know how he's got this kind of trait around him apart from maybe vera drake but he he seems to have that (laughs) energy doesn't he
1: well he was in lock stock wasn't he
3: was in lock stock i need to to watch it again i'm pretty sure he was probably didn't know who he was at that point
1: i have seen him in something where he is lovely and i'm gonna i'm looking i'm doing that imdb thing of going quick Although we didn't see anything, of
0: course, one's mind and imagination run to
1: pretty horrible.
2: What did he do with that pig? Indeed.
1: <laughs> that was very black mirror, that wasn't it? Slash yeah. real life. <laughs> yeah.
3: And the other person's going to pick up as Bugsy Malone, the UK grime hip hop star.
1: Was he one of the toddlers?
3: He was one of the toddlers. Yeah, he was, a, he was a toddler that didn't know how to do any of the flips. Yes, brilliant And the Guy Ritchie always He seems to have these characters Who can't really act as well as the others uh, In the films I'm, I'm looking at v- Vinnie Jones here, for example Oh Yeah Pulled into a, into a thing He kind of makes it work, doesn't he? He kind of
0: Have I made it up? Was Vinnie Jones in Snatch as well as
3: Yeah, he's was in both Yeah Snatch and Lockstock Yeah I think it's in Snatch Pretty sure he was in Snatch
0: Yeah, oh, he was definitely in Snatch
3: Yeah uh, Okay, guys, let's head to the scores
1: I'm Sam Clements, host of the 90 Minutes or Less Film Festival, another podcast in the Stripped Media family, a podcast that celebrates movies under 90 minutes long. Each episode, I'm joined by a special guest who selects a movie to join our prestigious lineup. Past guests have included fellow Stripped Media family members Martin and Sam from Song by Song and Kobe from Flixwatcher and Dave from The Wire Stripped. Search for us now on the app you're currently listening to this podcast or join us at 90minfilmfest.com.
2: Welcome to the Watcher scores. All of the scores are out of five. You can have decimal places if you wish. And we'll start with you, please, Annie, with your recommendability. Five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't turn it up to 11 then. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go a 4.5 on this one. I really enjoyed it. Again, the, I'll come on to it in a bit. I've got an extra bit. I'll do it yeah. in a minute. <laughs>
3: Helen.
2: I'm going to go a bit lower. I feel that if Guy Ritchie films are your thing, then you will be a pig in shit and will love
1: it. I don't want that image in my mind, thanks. <laughs> let's let's pig chat. That'd be good, thanks.
2: And if like, you've got a thing for Hugh Grant saying a certain word and playing characters that go against his type, then this is the kind of film for you?
3: This is his type now. This, this, yeah, this type know, that he's people talk about it, yeah. was, was 20 years ago. This is his type now
1: yeah and there's a joy in it i
3: love it sorry Karen.
1: i think it, it, it kind of it is what it is i'm not as into
2: it i don't think as you all are and i feel maybe some of the bit is a bit on the line whether it, it is kind of funny or whether he's just being a bit racist and i was a bit like mm, i think
0: it could Well, he was a bit racist definitely mm. yeah
2: and it's a bit like we can do better yeah, I think he can. And I, I think that is kind of a little bit of a shame. But yeah, it, it's it's a Guy Ritchie film. And if you enjoy them, then it's going to be great. If you're not that big a fan, then you're probably not going to enjoy it as much. So I'm, go- I'm going to go
1: 3.5. Annie, for the purpose of the listener, Annie's face just <laughs> did a <laughs> <Just> thing. <don't. laughs> of disappointment. She's like, oh. Come on, Kobe, come on. <laughs>
3: i'm gonna go for four i think just due to the surprise because i had written guy Ritchie off as like a uh, do i need to do this again i and, and we're still at the place i'm still at the place because i haven't seen ruse de guerre i know it's, i think one of them either the the covenant or Riz is available to stream on amazon prime and yet i have not done that so i'm, I'm still in that headspace of like is he an essential filmmaker for me but I enjoyed this, so I will. I would push it a bit more. I, I put a lot of caveats behind it. As Helen says, I think some of the bit was a bit lazy in terms of the language. And I think we, when you see stuff like, when you watch Succession, for example, and you just think the amount they can do a dialogue, they can swear voraciously, but also make it intelligent and funny and it just wasn't that in this in, in places
0: it was funny come on kobe i
3: mean i think there's better ways to use insult people the way they're doing like in succession or even blackadder where they don't swear properly i still think i think there's better ways and more ingenious ways of doing things i need to watch succession
1: you've just put blackadder and succession in yeah. the same sentence I've not watched Absol- succession. that's impressive
3: absolutely because adders i like the way they insulted people without like explicitly just saying like you
2: yes you're a <laughs> Couldn't.
3: So, and that's what Succession does
0: Oh my god, she said it She said it
3: And that's what Succession does as well it, Succession uses the C word, uses the F word, uses all the words But also they do it, the insults are Generally funny and inventive
1: As a parent of a teenager I've learned that the word Absolute yeah. Really does help an insult So yeah. anything can <laughs> come after that well, word yeah. You absolute, absolute umbrella yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> That's how you deliver an insult without swearing.
3: (laughs) Repeat viewing score, Annie.
1: Five.
3: Okay, I can sense where this is going (laughs) to (laughs) go.
0: No, honestly,
1: I mean, I've watched it three times already. That was for homework. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think when you watch it again and you go, oh, you could watch it again.
3: Go on, Kate, off you go.
1: (laughs) Well... We are in an amazing time to be alive. (laughs) There is a lot of television and serieses and movies. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I believe in watching things twice anymore. So I'm going to go three.
3: (laughs) That's three as a default.
1: Default. Yeah. Yeah. Like I did last time. (laughs) Helen. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, when you're saying like, where does
2: this rank with Locks I'm still like thinking over so I think they probably rank the same because like saying I saw like Lockstock all those years ago, I haven't watched it for a while. In, yeah. I yeah. probably last watched it in, in the nineties and maybe a little bit then. So I think they kind of probably rank the same because I'm probably not gonna watch rewatch Lockstock unless it comes on Netflix and someone picks it. So yeah, I think I think his films are kind of like easy to watch again and whereas I don't know when I would. I think I'll give it a three because if someone was like, oh, should we watch The Gentleman? I'd probably be like, all right, then I will. But yeah, so three. I'll go with, go with Kate on the threes. It's a tough crowd, listeners. It's a tough crowd.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I'm watching things again is when I'm introducing my kids to them. And I was thinking like the number of things we've watched again because they've, uh, that we as parents have gone, oh, it's so amazing. And then you watch it again and go, Oh no I think Lockstock Might fit into that I, I imagine thinking Kids you got to watch Lockstock and you spoke about. I was watching it And going Oh That, it, that was of a time That yeah. was where That should live
3: It was definitely It definitely was of a time And then it
1: I think the the style Is consistent This is a gentleman <laughs> Not Lockstock Alright Annie We'll come back, I, I, don't think think back. We, I don't
0: think We can be overly <laughs> harsh here I mean <laughs> Listeners Quite really Quite your good
3: fight For the gentleman
0: I, Truly Truly. What's
3: your score, Kobe? Uh, thank you. I'm going to go for a three as well. This is the second time I've seen it. I'm not sure how often I'm going to see it again. And like Helen said, it was do I want to watch Lockstock again now, straight away, even though I what's it like almost weekly when it first came out? I don't know.
0: Listeners, I, I'm going to go for the appeal process. <laughs> if not immediately, definitely later.
3: <laughs> there is no appeal process. We haven't got to the end yet. <laughs> I think... It was easy to put Guy Ritchie along with Quentin Tarantino, who's like, Snatch and Lockstock are his uh, Pulp Fiction and Resort Dogs. And people are like, yeah, we've got the same on this side of the pond. And similarly, some of Quentin's films are like, eh, but some of his films are Jackie still Brown. like, hey, holy shit, let's watch that. <laughs> I just don't think it's progressed, not in the same way, not in the same state. This film particularly, I will watch it again, but I can't think when. Small screen score, Annie.
0: I don't think it's a small screen. I think it's, you know, it's a big screen. So reluctantly.
3: But you've only seen it on the small screen, I guess, so far.
0: Well, yes, I have.
3: Well, so you'd, you'd like to definitely watch it in the big screen, yeah.
0: I would. So reluctantly, I'd have to give small screen. What's the biggest low score I can give it? Zero. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no I I'm not sure what that question means.
0: <laughs> 3.5.
1: There you go. Three is a sitting on the fence number, isn't it?
3: Okay, I see what you're saying, Kate.
1: I'm going to give it a four for the small screen because I think that that is where Guy Ritchie is now. <laughs> oh. From the story that we told us, you know, the story that Kobe and I have really told, set, told, and Helen is. You're winding me up now, Kate. I'm going off. No, you. I'm not sure. <laughs> <Going off. laughs> You gave it a 3.5. I'm thinking of the others. <laughs> I think it belongs. think insults it just- to Guy Ritchie. Mm. I know, I know. And there's obviously, like, make- it's always, you go back to that thing of we're all creators, right? We all make things. And you'd hate to think that people are going, mm, I think their podcast is ready for a, you know, mono. <laughs> or stereo, You know, all that. So it seems a bit cruel to just say that so outright. But I do think that there is a place for a romp. And that is on your netflix Mm -hmm. so let's take it and do it on the small screen
3: four helen
2: yes i remember this this coming out and seeing it on and i passed i think it's good to kind of support cinema and, and go and see it and i i think had i gone along then it probably would have been quite funny to laugh along with everyone but then I didn't mind watching it at home, and I feel mm. <laughs> that it, it it kind of worked. So yeah, I mean, I, I'll give it a five. I, I enjoyed watching it at home. I didn't need to see it the cinema.
3: As as Guy Ritchie in this film did he do as many kind of needle drops as he did do in the previous ones.
2: There weren't as many main
1: songs. What do you mean needle drops?
3: As in like the soundtrack? Was it was it was there the Fool's Gold? Was there the?
1: Um, oh, I see. No.
3: Hundred Mile High City.
1: Well, there okay. were some good songs in it. I have to say, I, I, there were songs I listened to and I was like, hmm, I wonder what that is. That sounds quite good. I might look at that. I like that phrase,
0: needle drop. I need to remember that.
3: Yeah, that's what that's what you know. Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino are famous for, because the, they drop the needle at the point where the emotive thing happens, isn't it?
1: I like that I thought that you meant record scratch. That's a, an ex-radio <laughs> producer, imaging producer <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the room.
3: I'm going to go for... I'd, I think it would have been quite fun to watch this at the cinema. I don't know why I passed on it at the time. I, well, I know why I passed because I was like in the I can't be arsed watching a Guy Ritchie film face. <laughs> but I think it would have been quite fun to watch in the cinema because it is, it, is, it is a bit of a romp. You can't take it too seriously. So yeah, I'm going to go for a four. Engagement score. Annie.
1: Five. <laughs> I'm going to deliver this and then hide. <laughs> Three. <laughs> That's not even that bad. <laughs> To be fair, I did actually stop and start. And the reason that I think it's got quite a low engagement score is actually... But you told me you were doing the ironing. I was doing the ironing. I was on the train and watched it in three parts. (laughs) So picking it up and putting it down. And it's actually quite easy to pick up and put down because of the narrative. So I think it's actually a good thing that it's made for a world where we can tune in and tune out.
3: I think this is how life has to be sometimes. One of the films we record on here, I think it's Sense and Sensibility, I had to watch it on an iPad on the way to London and I was gutted at the point where I actually arrived at the station and I had to stop the film I was like it's a marker of a good film if it engages you even though you're having to watch it on a train or yeah but
0: particular. don't let your score suffer because of that I mean I, you know look
3: at, look at this pleading to the jury here I mean,
0: no I mean I, I, loyalty loyalty honour
1: oh look Annie yeah I'm lucky these days if I get through a movie I fall asleep the minute I sit down for 10 minutes <laughs> so yeah, I think 3 I'm going to go with. But I think it's a positive 3. Come on,
2: Helen. I find it fascinating that like in t- like now, Guy Ritchie is just so obsessed with weed and like like it's, it's always in but his he spoons. always was,
3: that's what. That's what Lockstock was about.
2: Exactly. And he's still like Was it Lockstock or Snatch? Lockstock, yeah. No, Snatch
3: was diamonds. Okay. Yeah, Lockstock. And,
2: like he's come back round to weed. It's like and you know, you can like oh... I just, I just find it fascinating that he's he's so obsessed with, like, the idea of these super farms. Maybe there are, like, super farms.
3: I'm sure there are.
2: <laughs> Some truth-based it. I had to watch this in two parts because I watched it on the plane and then I landed and then came back to it. But I'm still going to give it a 4.5 because... Go on, girl. <laughs> go on. It's just, it is one of those where you're like, come on then, where are you going to go with that? Like... You put your cards on the table. We all know it's not him getting shot at the start. Like, how are you gonna wangle this one? Like, you can't, I can't trick me. You can't trick me, Richie. I know your game. I know where you're going. And it is it's that kind of like it keeps up in it and you have to be engaged in where it's going. And if, if you're not engaged, then you're gonna miss some of the bits. you would be like, Oh, well, who who's he working for? Oh. Who's working for that? So yeah, it's benefit to be engaged in it. Love you, Helen
3: benefits being engaged in it yeah i'm gonna give four because I, I i think it's quite interesting how the story does twist and turn you do need to pay attention there is double crossings across the board with different people in different factions and just you need to keep a tab in it and i think if you if you start listening, and you're tired then just stop it and like start again you know another day when you're just a bit more with it because you do need to be on top of it slightly that gives us an overall score of and potentially for the first time 4.00 Zero zero zero. It's a dead four. Four. Wowza. After all. That's that- like
1: when you hit a snooker cue perfectly. It- snooker ball with the cue perfectly. You
0: deserve that, <laughs> Mr. Ritchie. You deserve it. <laughs> Charlie Hannon, you deserve it. You all deserve that. From Flix Watcher, the podcast to listen to on film <laughs> reviews.
2: Four is a good score.
0: Anything four and above is, is strong. Oh,
3: I'm so pleased. Let's head to Twitter, guys. I'm now called X.
2: <laughs>
0: for now. Was called.
3: <laughs> for now. If you're listening and you don't follow us, we are at Flix Watcher Pod. Do follow us there because we talk about films and stuff for now, at least. But also we do put a shout out for the films we're recording on this podcast. So look out for a tweet saying something similar to, we're reviewing The Gentleman with Annie Hood and Kate Cocker. Have you seen it? Tells your thoughts and a score out of five stars from On Air Shout Out on Flixwatcher. So we had one response. Have you got it up, Annie? I know what it is. Do you want to read it on Annie's behalf?
1: I don't think I need to read it. I think it said something like, Hugh Grant is amazing, but Colin Farrell trumps it.
0: Oh, I did see that. I did see that.
1: (laughs) Which is the correct answer. It's not the correct answer.
0: It's not the correct answer.
2: (laughs) Charlie Hannam is the man. We had a reply from John Loftus. Guy Ritchie's best film in ages. Hugh Grant is super, but Colin Farrell steals the show. Four stars. Colin Farrell does steal the show there, doesn't he?
3: Annie and Kate, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Annie, for choosing the gentleman.
2: You are welcome.
3: You <laughs> sign off by telling everyone where we can find your podcasts online and we'll say goodbye to the listeners.
0: You can find my podcasts anywhere you listen to your podcast. Well Intel Daily with Annie Hood.
1: And you can find my podcast anywhere you listen. It's called Everyday Positivity at official Everyday Positivity on Instagram is probably the best place to find us.
3: Cool. Thank you very much, guys. It's been a pleasure to talk about, well, avoid saying that word (laughs) in conversation.
2: (laughs) Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks, guys.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having us.
2: Enjoyed this episode of Flixwatcher Podcast? Why not leave us a five-star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at FlixwatcherPod on Twitter and we're at Flixwatcher on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Rockwood Audio's editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Rockwood, R-O-K-K, Wood Audio. Tell them Flixwatcher sent you.